T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This hour is brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto, online at carx.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. You heard it here first. It's the worst city in the country, worst place to play. It is the first team on my no trade clause agreement that I didn't want to go to. That was Scott Darling, who interestingly enough sounds like Jay Zawoski. He does sound like Jay Zawoski. I can hear it. That's in there for sure. Well, are we just doing this segment so that we can lampoon St. Louis? Maybe a little bit, sure. But okay, the the Bears are, and and you know when somebody says it, it means it's coming from the Bears, right? And long story short, the. Sun-Times has reported on this attempt by the Bears. It's not an official attempt. Yet. It is a plan that's being floated that hasn't actually been drawn up. It's and called, hasn't been sponsored. It's a tax incentive called a pilot, payment in lieu of taxes, and it would allow the Bears to pay Arlington Heights a pre-negotiated amount of money instead of floating property taxes. And the pushback is like, well, no, because we don't know what how much this is going to affect the, the pressure on the schools and population. And if property taxes fund the schools, we can't have you not paying the freight if our schools are going to need more funding. So they're already asking for subsidies, asking for help. And they're intimating that if they don't get these things from the state legislature in the city of Arlington Heights, in the county of Cook, then perhaps there are some other places where the Chicago Bears can go. The words of Todd Mache, the president of the Illinois Chamber of Commerce, I think it needs to happen by the end of this session. If not, you're going to start to have other states make their cases on why the Chicago Bears should be the St. Louis Bears. Ooh, St. Louis is on the place I don't like to play. That's just the reality of the world. And people may not like it, but everybody wants the Chicago Bears to remain the Chicago Bears. It can get a little messy, but I think we're going to reach a positive balance. So here's the thing. This is part of what I was con- the, I was concerned with when it came to the idea of, well, yeah, they're going to leave Chicago, but they're still be in the county of Cook, and they're still probably going to need money because, you know, the Bears aren't liquid. Like, the McCaskies aren't liquid. So talking about them building their own place would be difficult. And plus, rich people love to not spend money on things. And this would be another example of Remember that. when the Cubs tried to get a chunk of the amusement tax? Exactly. So I reached out to one of our friends who, who used to be in Springfield. And he had written a piece. And it said at the bottom of it, 
he's explaining all of it, and it's a lot to digest, so I'm not going to give you that. I'll just give you his summary. He says, there's more, particularly about manufacturing. It might make sense for that, but Illinois isn't competing with other states for the Bears. Chicago is competing with Arlington Heights, and there are a lot more Chicago legislators than Arlington Heights legislators. This might actually zoom through if existing Illinois professional sports teams were specifically excluded. So that was his thoughts on it. He also said if we wanted to talk to him about it, he would talk to us about it. But I'm here to call their bluff. Particularly on the, you ain't going to no St. Louis. Come on. Yeah, you're not. Come, could, could you imagine? And I know that like they're, they're an easy way for, for a team close to be like, well, they lost their team and they've been dying to get one back. Oh, it's just such a, an outstanding NFL market. It's just a crime that they don't have a team and we could be that team. But but let's not lose sight of, yeah, they lost their team and it kind of sucked the way that Stan Kroenke did it and the city ended up getting rewarded for it financially and then Kroenke spent his own money to build the stadium that he wanted out in California. It was a real estate deal. Yeah. That was a real estate deal that happened to involve a football team or two football teams. Like I hear them saying that. I hear them talking anyone talking about the St. Louis Bears and I just think of Samuel Jackson. Like what? Like say what again? What, what does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country you from? What? what? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English. Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you. Say what one more time. That's how I feel. I dare you. I double dare you. Go to St. Louis. I dare you. I double dare you. Go on. Yeah. Go on down to St. Louis. Have a lot of fun down in St. Louis with your St. Louis Bears. All the want to play in St. Louis. So boring. All the big business you want to do, all these grand dreams about <laughs> hotels and complexes and Super Bowls and, and everything. You're going to build a Bears city out there on this incredible plot of land that you've got. This once-in-a-lifetime spit of land that you have with all of the highways and everything that you have, the the proximity to O'Hare. I mean, this this opportunity that comes, that, that it never happens like this. That you knew you had to jump on it and buy it and close on it and get it done. Now you're like, well, St. Louis. Guys, if we don't get this plot of land that, that if we don't get the tax subsidies that we need out in Arlington Heights, you still have a lease with the city of Chicago. Um, and and we leave our lease in 2037 from the city of Chicago, then we just might take our team down to good old St. Louis. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. Say what one more time. Go ahead and take your, your charter franchise of the NFL and move it to that place. Go right ahead. I'm sure the fine citizens of the state of Missouri would love would love to pay some taxes to bring NFL football back to St. Louis so that the team can move again. Come on. Oh, they're going to be the St. Louis. Like, think of something better than that. Like, come on. I mean, Planet Park and Gary was bad, but that do you think anybody hi i'm jeff joniak he's tom thayer welcome to billikens football right like, <laughs> come up with something about this we don't we, we certainly don't want them to be the st louis bears it's like really and, he, <laughs> and the head of the chamber of commerce isn't going to say that unless somebody put that in his ear yeah someone like, was like that, well you know we could just go to st louis tell, tell them that if we don't get it We'll go to St. Louis. Well, you'll lose the team to the state that's next to you. You don't want that downstate Illinois. The people in downstate would love it. They would love it. I worked in St. Louis, man, about four weeks ago, and there was about 10,000 people in the audience, and all them looked like Leon Smink. Even the white people looked like Leon Smink in St. Louis. 
<laughs> Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor in 1978. I've, I've, I've never I, – I had forgotten that until I, I, I randomly heard the Leon Spinks bit again. And I forgot the side swipe, the stray that he just fires at St. Louis. Even the white people look like Leon Spinks in St. Louis. Dan, this is not going to go over well in St. Louis. With Ambassador Ranji? Well, I mean, people are already getting after Ranji because his thoughts are often very different from his audience. But um, you know what they're going to think. They're like, oh, here's Chicago again doing their thing. First they reversed the river, and now this. Mm -hmm. Those two liberals... Those two city-dwelling liberals out here talking about St. Louis. Well, that's what the text line is saying. A pro football team in southern Illinois. Yeah. We can trust it. That's who they're going to put out. That's that's their dude? It's going to be Charles Thomas because he's going to need some money. And he's just going to be out there like, don't you want the Bears to move to St. Louis? Charles, how much do you need to, to be a shill for the Bears move to St. Louis? How do you like $2.75. Wait, $5.75. And a two liter. <laughs> and a honey bun. <laughs> yeah, because you can trust me. And you can trust the Bears when they say that they are going to move to St. Louis. Where the real Americans are. I double dare you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy. Enjoy. Now, that said, truth be told, I do think they will end up with some sort of negotiated yeah. arrangement. It may not be a flat fee. It may be... You, it may not be per the the way the property taxes are currently assessed, but they'll build in escalators to say if there is population change, it's because that that would be completely unreasonable for them to be able to lock in a fixed tax rate without knowing how it's actually going to affect Arlington Heights. Because come on, but they'll figure it out. Hopefully, there aren't any real issues with Arlington Park because there's a part of me that's like. Yeah, I thought this deal would have closed by now. And I'm like, did they find stuff nah, there? I we'd know. And then all of a sudden, are they just waiting until after after the the mayoral race to conclude? And just wait until April and be like, well, now there's a mayor that we can talk to. Whomever that well, maybe. Have you ever in your life seen this? Be careful here. Hmm. This cycle of commercials for Democrats running for mayor of Chicago have has been really interesting. As far as like rampant crime. <laughs> like, we're going to add more police. Wait, right. what? what? <laughs> That's not what the. All right. Well, if it works, I guess. Yeah, I am uh, underwhelmed. I'm just sitting there going. I am. I'm, I'm these just, are interesting choices that they're making, I, especially. And you saw, like, the debate was sponsored by WCPT 820, and they're like, "We're gonna bring in tanks <laughs> on the red line." <laughs> I mean, it's like, what are we doing? Right? Hi, you know me. I used to be in charge of the schools. Now I want police everywhere. Vote for me. I've run for everything. I've never won anything. <laughs> but this time's the charm. <laughs> it's about damn time I won something. And I'm going to win it by buddying up to people that this party kind of doesn't like. But feel free. <laughs> it, it is so backwards. It's really weird. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that we would see. I I knew that we'd see candidates to the left of the mayor. Like, I understood that. I didn't think that we'd see candidates to the right of her in the party. It's fascinating. Wait till you see the California Senate race that is, the, 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 now that you've got Porter and, and Schiff and what's going to happen there. You want to you have fun with all the vultures circling Diane Feinstein and everything that's going on there? <laughs> you think this is a thing. 
It's it's pretty amazing. Um, Texas says not because he's a brother, but I just can't see myself voting for Willie. No one if, can. If it were the other Willie Wilson, then we're talking. Yes. No one can, and you can't buy enough gas to make people do it. It's he he wants to keep running, and it's fine. But his choices his choices of messaging are very interesting. So. I think that we're going to end up with a <laughs> with Chewy Biden. Yeah, that's how it looks, right? <laughs> it's just kind of like, can someone go in there and just you know just let's just, let's, let's just get this person in there, and then we'll the figure it out. Person out of there, and then we'll all figure out exactly what it is that we want. That's why. That's why she came so hard with such a big spend on on Chewy so early. Yeah. By the way, the South Parky stuff with with the FTX and everybody else. And did Maddie. you see how see what they're pushing now? Like they've obviously been pushing this NASCAR thing. They're like, there's going to be a big old NASCAR concert downtown. Woo-hoo! I mean, that's pretty Woo-hoo! much Fourth of July weekend. Downtown Chicago remind, goes country in NASCAR. Remind me to take a vacation. I'm dreading it. I've been dreading it since they announced. <laughs> you know what? I, and, and they're going to come to us, too. You know that that's going to happen. You know that they're going to be that, that somebody, all of the, well, the score, that's the sports station. So we're going to bring all these drivers in and we're going to bring the, the, whatever they call it, crew chiefs and the pit crew guy. <laughs> and the, we're going to get a bunch of emails, and we're going to get a lot of pitches. A lot of pitches, and they're going to come internally because they're going to spend money. I'm telling you, we're going to. It's going to happen. Almost positive, our building is right dead center of the racetrack. Oh yeah, you're how am right, I going to get Rankin. here? Okay. Now there, there's some good. Look, I'm a big fan of the Black Crows. They're going to be in concert. Uh, the Chainsmokers. Oh, oh yeah, well, Black, Miranda Lambert. Black Crows are cool. Black Crows are very cool. Charlie Crockett, is he married to? Chris Robinson is Black Crows. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good band. So he, wasn't, he was married to, what's her name? Kate Hudson. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. But they are, they are planning this, this, uh, this whole thing. They are ready. If, if this ends with Chicago getting an F1 race, are we cool with it? It doesn't matter to me. Because I feel like F1 is a little bit higher brow and you're bringing in maybe a little bit more, like no diss to NASCAR. I just think that it's on the same level as everything else that we already have. F1, on the other hand, if you if you pull this off and it ends up with Chicago getting an F1 race, then we go, all right, yeah, fine. I also think that there's the possibility for this being a complete disaster. They're going to drive on the roads out here? Yes, and, and the stuff about the Art Institute, about how they're terrified that the vibrations are going to ruin some of the greatest paintings on planet Earth. Literally, some of, the, some of the finest works of art that have ever been made by human beings on the planet are in danger of getting knocked off the walls and having paint flake off of them because of cars. Even the aquarium was worried. As they should be. They're going through a half a billion dollar rebuild of the aquarium. They got to deal with this going on. Does the like isn't Lollapalooza like the next weekend too? Is it? I don't know, but it kind of sounds about right. Maybe two weekends after that. <sighs> Better get get my Metro passes all set. It's the way to really fly. Well, I don't know if the if the if the rampant crime in the metro is also going to be addressed. <laughs> Too many lawyers with their tall boys of Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> Heading back to Naperville, and we'll met, and they're full of crime. Hi, I'm Democratic mayoral candidate. Exactly. Exactly. In full camo, wrap around sunglasses. I'm Paul Vallis. I listen. I'm I'm Democratic mayoral candidate. You know what I hate? Black people in unions. (laughs) 
Vote for me. <laughs> I, I'm a Democratic mayoral candidate in Chicago. <laughs> right. We need to crack down on these unions. And everyone needs to have guns. We're going to keep the Southsiders on the South Side where they belong. Um, Excuse me, sir. There's an ordinance about having guns. We're going to change it. <laughs> That's enough of that ordinance. We're talking ordinance, not ordinance. Hi, I'm Darren Bailey. <laughs> I live right down the street. That's right. You live with a Hancock. I'm going to run for mayor now. <laughs> I hate this city, and that's why I want to be mayor. <laughs> if you hate this hellhole as much as I do and want to clean it up, you vote for me. <laughs> oh, what does Redneck Ray say about the Chicago <laughs> mayoral race? <laughs> Even it is hellhole. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right, we're late for Nancy. All right. We shouldn't do this. Nancy's going to join us next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Well, Marquette is coming to town. Uh, <laughs> I know. I've been, remind me, I've got something to pass along to you in that regard. We were talking about it earlier because... Yeah, you know, their their alums can just be insufferable. Well, you know? this is this is the one that I actually adore. Oh, okay. Well, there's a few out there, I guess. Everyone else pretty much, but this one I I have a ton of affection for. She's been on fire lately. Nancy Armour, who is on Twitter at NR Armour, columnist for USA Today Sports, joins us on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Nancy, how have you been? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. I mean, I know that your people are getting ready to invade my city, um, and that's—I don't know about invade. I think a lot of us are already here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you—you've you've sold out my space, and I'm—I'm I'm hoping that DePaul can summon something that's going to allow them to play as well as they played against Xavier last week and send all your people home sad. I, I actually said to uh, the provost of Marquette, I sent him an email yesterday because I'm going to the Marquette DePaul game in Milwaukee. And I said that I hope that the DePaul that played Georgetown would be the one that showed up and not the one that played against Xavier. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you know what's really, really cool? Losing to a Georgetown team that hadn't won a Big East game in two and a half years. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And people, pe- people are actively asking for 
the, the Pat Ewing's job on television saying, I'd love to coach Georgetown. The man still is the coach there. You can't do that. Um, so <laughs> so hopefully we'll see, that, and hopefully things will be good. It'll be a, a rip-roaring game between two longtime rivals and DePaul will win. That would be great. But that's not why we brought you onto the show. We brought you onto the show for more serious topics, and thank you for being available to talk with us about it. Uh, Dan and I have, have both have some strong feelings about some of the things that we've seen Tony Dungy do throughout his career. And for a long time, his off the television persona had been a little bit muted. And it feels like over the last couple of years, he's felt more emboldened to give some of his stances on things. When you've seen him out and about at some of the different functions that he's been at, what was your reaction? I, you know, it's tough because I think Dungy is so good for the game in terms of the work that he's done um, holding the NFL to account for, for its awful record on racial diversity or lack thereof. Um, and he's an important voice on that. Um, he's one of the few black head coaches that there has been. He's one of the only ones who's gotten a second job. He's, you know, Super Bowl winner. He's, he is an important voice in that respect. But you're right. I, I, the other stuff is problematic, and by stuff I, that minimizes it, um, you know, it's it is straight out discrimination. It's it's bigotry, um, and there was I think it got a little bit of attention um, when he talked about the fact that he would not have drafted he would not have drafted Michael Sam, and that he thought he would have been a distraction. Um, but it 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 really kind of went away, and I don't know if that was because there was just so much attention on Sam himself. Um, and so we didn't really get into that. I, I don't know. Um, but it, you're right. It does seem like it was kind of just ignored. And now we can't, um, you know, what he did last week was, was just, it, you, you can't let that go. Um, I don't care how good of a guy he is, how important a voice he is in another space. You can't let that kind of bigotry go because quite frankly, it's dangerous. What I liked about your approach Nancy, was you did what what Layla Rahimi refers to colloquially as responding to scripture with scripture, yet you did so literally in this case, and, and you've got the background and the bona fides to do it. And, and, and here's a Catholic school. That's what I'm, no, really, but you know, it's, it's very convincing in that regard where you say, okay, if you're holding yourself to this standard and this standard and this standard, these are the actual teachings that get perverted when, when applied in a bigoted way. Yeah, and, you know, I often say to people that part of my thinking, part of my, and, you know, the, the people who are my biggest quote-unquote fans um, would call my damn liberalism is a direct result of being educated by Jesuit priests mm. who, I, I mean, I'm, and I'm serious about that. Um, you know, they, their teaching is that, you know, you do for the least of others. And I don't think you can find a group right now who is more least of others than the LGBTQ community, the trans community, trans teenagers in particular, or I should say trans youth in particular. They are, they're being demonized, they're being otherized, and it has a consequence. Um, the suicide rates for trans youth are horrifying. They're absolutely horrifying. And when you have somebody with, with Dungey's platform who piles on, who, who you know, spouts a conspiracy theory as a way to, to score points against these kids, it, it, it creates problems. I mean, I, I got an email from somebody the next day saying, I have considered taking my life many times because of people like Dungey. And, I, you know, you can hear me getting choked up now. Um, I, I cried when I got that email because you sh no one should be made to feel like that towards something that is, as I always like to call it, it's an accident of birth. I didn't choose to be born white. I didn't choose to have green eyes. I didn't choose to be a straight, you know, cisgender woman. It, it's a roll of the genetic dice. And so for anybody to just attack people for, for, for something that they have absolutely no, no control over is just so, so so wrong. And sorry, that's me on my soapbox. The the other part for me, and, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I would have thought that because Tony had a child who died by suicide, that he would be, his antenna would be up a little bit more about 
how sometimes outside stimuli can play a role in people dying by suicide. I've always found that to be a, a very, very weird way that he hasn't turned his opinion or at least quieted his opinion, knowing the consequences of some of that type of talk. I agree with you. And I, I actually kind of went back and forth on whether I should have been, you know, should have included that or included a line about that in the column. And, and I, I wondered if that was fair game. But I, I think and I hate to say this, I, I don't think he sees the connection. In the LGBT, well, no, I don't think he sees people in the LGBTQ community as fully human. So I don't think he considers it. I don't think I, I hate to say it. I don't think he cares because in his mind, they're not doing the right thing. They're not the quote unquote right people. And so what does it matter if they're unhappy or they're they're they have suicidal thoughts or, or God forbid, commit suicide um, or die by suicide, I should say. Um, I, I don't think he cares. And that is so disheartening because I don't I don't know how can how I don't know how any of us can look at another human being and be okay with them struggling. I don't know how as a parent you could do that. And I certainly don't know as, as a parent who has lost a child to suicide, how you could, you could not take that into consideration. I can only imagine your mentions and the response that you get. <laughs> uh, now, really, and I know we, we all laugh at it and we, we all have a very thick skin when it comes to this, but it's still no fun. It's still no fun to always be reminded of what comes after you take a, a, a principled stand like you did. Well, and this one, and I said this to a couple of my friends, this one, these ones, when I write on a topic like this, it's actually kind of fun because people will come back and, you know, they'll spout scripture at me. And so I will go right back at them. Again, 16 years of Catholic schooling. I can do this all day. I can quote, you know, I can point you to Bible verses. I can, you know, have this debate with you. I was trained by the Jesuits. So bring it on. Um, but also, too, I, and this is Pollyannish, and I, and I know I've talked with you guys about this before. I believe that part of the responsibility in, in having the job that I do is to not only voice my opinion, but voice an opinion for those who can't, whether it's that they don't have this platform, that they don't feel okay to, to say this, that they, that they're just trying to live their lives. And that is, that alone is enough of a struggle. Um, so, you know, yeah, if, if people want to take shots at me, I don't care because like I said, that, that one email I got, I would write this column a hundred times over just because of that one email. If that, if that person takes a little encouragement or has their, their life lightened in any way, fine. Pile it on me. I don't care. It, it's funny too, 12 years of, of Catholic school for me. Um, it feels as if people, when they, they do interpret the Bible, they just stop at Leviticus. Like, yeah. like they just kind yeah. of read Leviticus and go, Which I isn't even a gospel. It's exactly. Not even the Old Testament. <laughs> and they can just go, I got everything I need. And I'm like, well, wait right. a minute. There's all sorts of stuff in there that you do every day that you're not supposed to be doing if we're going by the word of the book. But, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, then I would, when people would bring that up, I would say, well, okay, fine. Then if you want to go by judging by the Old Testament, there's a whole lot of other things that were, you know, that the, the Old Testament says is okay or not okay. So how do you feel about those things? Right. And then I get cricket. Of course you do, because it's like, well, wait, I can't wear that fabric. Of course you can't. It's right. in Leviticus. It says it right there. Um, Nancy, I, I know that you have been a champion for equality when it comes to to coaching in the NFL. And I feel like we've seen an injustice here with, oh, with, yeah. with Steve Wilkes. And, and look, I, I'm, I'm not going to act like I don't know and like Steve Wilkes. When he was here at, at the Bears, I enjoyed talking to him when he was a defensive backs coach here. It felt like he got a raw deal in Arizona when they brought in Cliff Kingsbury. They bring him in as the interim, which is like the it, – it's, it's such a garbage man job that they offer to black coaches yeah. to be the interim. <laughs> Um, that's he, why I made the joke that actually the Texans had to come in and fire him. Right. Because that's what they do. They hire and have black coaches come in and then fire them. Um, he goes six and six and is still not given the job. It is. And it is had him in playoff contention. Not just they didn't just go six and six. They were still in contention for the playoffs with no quarterback. Right. Right. And with they also they traded away Christian McCaffrey. I mean, your best player. In addition to not having a quarterback, like there's the fact that he was six and six is more impressive a job than 
you know, Sarani's done or Andy Reid is done, I would say. Um, but, you know, we knew we knew how this was going to go because Tepper said, I think it was the day that he hired Wilkes or made Wilkes the interim coach. He essentially said he he wasn't going to get the job. So it's like if you're and if you're a black coach, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You have to take interim jobs because it's a chance to show what you can do. But you're inheriting a team that's a garbage team. And so your chances of success are slim and none. And so that's going to be used against you and, you know, oh, well, you didn't make the playoffs or you didn't go 10 and three or whatever. And it's like, how, how would you expect that to happen? Um, and, you know, all credit to Will, the, the statement that he put out today was, was tremendous. It was completely classy. I didn't expect anything less from him. But good God, if this is the way the NFL is going to operate, and clearly it is, just – I'd like the owners to just flat out say, you know what? We don't want the black coach. We don't, we're, we're not going to hire a black coach. At least be freaking honest about it because that's what you're doing. Nancy, we would be remiss while we uh, have you here to not ask about the, the apparent comedy act that is the U.S. men's national soccer team that you also cover. And with, <laughs> with, with every day that goes by, there is another example, and I've, and I've read, and I don't know if you've mentioned this specifically, but people have talked about what, what has happened with the sort of the apotheosis of the U.S. soccer model of elite clubs and whiny parents and grievances and complaints and vendettas. And to see all of this kind of recapitulated at the very highest level now is almost apropos. It's, I mean, it is. It is. It, it is youth soccer blown up to the international elite level. I mean, the, the fact that the, and let me go back. Like there, you could make cases for bringing Greg Berholder back. You could make cases for not bringing him back. I could see, I, I could see the argument either way before all of the, the, the Reina debacle happened. Um, but the fact that the Reinas thought that they could, I, I mean, their child is playing in one of the best leagues in the world. He is considered one of the best young players in the world. And mommy and daddy are still running interference with him. What the, like, if I'm him, I am so embarrassed. Like, how is he going to face his teammates coming in? Um, so, yeah, I mean, U.S. soccer said yesterday that the departures yesterday are in no relation to everything else that's going on. But, of course, like, they need to get rid of all of this. Like it, this has been, and it's been the criticism of U.S. soccer for years that it's a very clubby, insular, you know, like it, it's basically mean girls, but the soccer version. Um, so the fact that they have a chance to move on from that and have a clean slate, I think is a good thing, but it, it, it is just gobsmacking to me that this occurred that like, again, that the parents of one of the best players in the world would, you know, would try and fight his battles for him. Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I, it's, it's just, like I said, it's gobsmacking me. Dan and I have been talking a lot, like since we partnered up in June, about youth sports and how expensive it's gotten and how we're already starting to see certain communities being pinched and being priced out of positions at the youth level. And I, I keep wondering with, with USA Soccer, if they're really doing the job of trying to find soccer talent, like kind of outside of the, the academy or AAU model, and if that's what they're missing to allow them to compete internationally is drawing from a bigger pool of players. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. This is a, has long been the criticism of, of youth soccer in the U.S. It's pay to play. And if you can't pay, then you're eventually you're not going to play or you're not going to play in the games and tournaments and, and leagues and whatever that you need to get noticed by, whether it's national team coaches, you know, scouts, even college scholarships. Um, you know, and, it, and for years it was reflected in the, the, the national teams. For a long time, you had very few people of color. Um, the, this U S men's team was the most diverse that it's been since I've been covering it. Um, which is, I think my first world cup was 2006. Um, the U S women's team is getting better, but it is still predominantly white. Um, very few, uh, let, um, 
Latino or Hispanic women on the team. Um, and, and that's a reflection of the new sports cycle and, and model that there is. And, and it's not just in soccer, it's, it's in all sports, but I think it's more um, pronounced in soccer because of some of the, the limitations that there are for, you know, you need fields, you need training facilities, that type of thing that, that communities with fewer resources might not be able to buy it, might not be able to build that where you can build a basketball court. You can build, you know, most schools have a gymnasium. Um, so you don't necessarily have some of the needed facilities in lower income areas that you do, um, or, you know, in underserved areas that you do elsewhere. Um, and like I said, it's, it's reflected, you know, it, it creates a, a problem that flows upwards. Um, they've talked, U.S. soccer has talked about trying to address it. Um, you know, how, how successful they are, how intentional they are about it. I don't know. You know what, I guess we'll see in the years down the road, but it's something that absolutely needs to be addressed. Nancy, you're the best. Thank you so much. Uh, bad luck to you tomorrow against <laughs> DePaul. <laughs> bad luck to you as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Nancy Armour, <laughs> USA Today, one of the best uh, in our business at what they do. I'm glad that she was available and we could talk multiple things. The text was like, is this every sport, not just soccer? Yeah. Did you miss the part where right. I said you sports overall and that people are getting priced out of positions? What you're creating is with the model that you have now, in my opinion, you're creating players that are very skilled. But are you getting the best athlete and then teaching them to be very skilled? And I think that's the difference. Mbappe is very skilled. He's also super athletic. Saka is very skilled. He's also super athletic. You need to find the players that have a chance to go beyond just being taught how to be skilled. That's yeah, I'll get off there's a lot in there. Now. Yeah, there, I know there's, there's a lot, thing, but I mean, it her her dungy stuff is just spot on. Yep, absolutely spot on. Do you know there's literally a guy on the text talking about Leviticus? Oh, like, no. like it was like it, it was like he just wasn't listening. Yeah, like he, right. Oh, well, you can't just disregard Leviticus. I'm sure you live by it every day, sir. I'm sure. Three oh nine text there. Mm-hmm. Hey, when we come back, uh, let's remember Billy Packer, warts and all. Come on, man. Because I, I heard CBS News, the national news, describe him as beloved college basketball broadcaster. Well, let's let's dissect that a little bit. Why Don't say anything. Like, let's dissect that and we can discuss. We'll talk about Billy Packer next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, Station. A beloved college basketball broadcaster has died. It's one and done, and North Carolina right now is facing that early in this ballgame. Billy Packer worked 34 Final Fours for CBS and NBC. His family says he'd been hospitalized for three weeks for several issues and ultimately died of kidney failure. Billy Packer was 82. He was a great college basketball TV analyst. He was not beloved. A beloved college basketball broadcaster has died. Well, then it wasn't Billy Packer. Billy Packer was great at his job, man. He was great. So, and and part, of the, part of what made him great was every single fandom thought he hated their team. So here's, here's where I say that we could actually kind of parse this through. Is it possible... That what we're really talking about him being beloved for is his analysis. That we are not talking about the person being beloved, but the analysis. And we can say that because he was a great analyst, he was beloved. But if you ever had any interaction with Billy Packer, you would know 
That's not the right no, word to describe guy, him. He was a crank. He was a cantankerous. I mean, really difficult and and punched down and was 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 mean to the the people you're not supposed to be mean to. I'll never forget. We were in Winston Salem at the NCAA tournament, and he was there with Nance, and it was DePaul in Kansas. And I was doing the game, and we're in the press room before the game, and I just heard him yelling. What is he yelling about? And and he has got this plate of food. And this poor woman who's standing there working for the, the catering company or whatever it was, he's like, how can you not have lemon if you're serving fish? Like, oh, no. And she just said, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe we don't. We just didn't have any. You're serving catfish and you don't have lemon wedges? I'm going, oh. You just, you just cringe. It's, it's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, just take, a, a, just take your food. Like just, you can, you can just ask. Enjoy. Say, hey, you guys got any lemon? They just, don't have lemon? Oh, it's too bad. All right. Well, thank you for the free food. Just enjoy. So, but maybe that's what you know how it is. Like people pass away, and and sometimes people try to take the edge off of them. I don't know. It just I've had similar experiences around Billy Packer, and I've heard a lot of the same stories that you have. Where it's just like, okay, this is a man who is all about his gig. Like he. He wanted to get in. He wanted to do the game. He wanted to analyze. I love it when you analyze. He wanted to analyze the game, and then he wanted to move on. He didn't want to play patty cake with anybody. He didn't want to be anyone's friend. And he told a lot of truth, and that's the one thing. He also he didn't spend a lot of time. Suffering ma- fools. Suffering fools or making coaches sound like they're superheroes. Yes. He wasn't here to worship at the altar of coaches and make it all about building brands and doing favors and horse trading and getting assistance promoted. He was there to tell you what was happening in the game. Good play, bad play. And I I always respected his work. And And I'll say it again, that as nice a guy as Dick Vitale is, it always bothered me about Dick Vitale's style of broadcasting. All the glad handing, all the politicking, all of the over the top stuff that went on, where just like call the game. So I, I wish I, I, I wish I could have had the, the 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 Billy Packard's approach to his work, and and take that and have it with sort of the the inherent kindness of Dick Vitale, the guy. Well, you get like Jay Billis, right? Like, yeah, well, um, yeah. I mean, right? Isn't that what you end up getting if you if you have someone who's super serious? But also doesn't necessarily take themselves. Hey, that's another that's another broadcaster lawyer, though, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, he worked. He, and he does not just the degree. He actually worked as a lawyer. So we got Jason Benetti, Gary Thorne, Gary Thorne, Jay Billis. But it's, not play by play, but no, but but Billis was a litigator for a while. That I doesn't mean, surprise me. The way that he makes his cases, Craig Calcaterra. He worked for fifteen years. As a lawyer, cuppy coffee, not not cuppy coffee. I, I don't. Maybe cuppy coffee was a lawyer. I don't know what happened before he got to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Is there a backstory? No, I got to create a backstory for <laughs> cuppy coffee. He he was a lawyer. And- Just no, he disillusioned. It's like he he was. He was a, a prosecutor. No, I, I I'm gonna say he was a. Like like a righteous defender who got done dirty by somebody that he trusted, and he ended up winning a case, but he only realized after the fact that he won it for bad reasons and bad purposes. He won it for Kaiser Sosa. Yeah, like, but he didn't know it until afterward. And then he said, you know what? I'm quitting the business. I'm going to try and find a simpler life. And then all I'm going to do is I am going to I am going to race. He's he's the got bagel a, and the donut. Well, he he's got to run because that's the only way. Like he's he's figuratively running away from, from his guilt. He's running from himself, right? So so and, th- and he takes every loss so heavily. He goes if, if he loses, he goes immediately to like the Billy Go to just says leave the bottle. That's right. Because that, that's how Cuppy Coffee ended up in these races. I always root for Cuppy Coffee anyway because, you know, like running with liquid, like there's not a lid it's, on that it's thing. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's super right? dangerous. And he's able, his balance is so good from all those Pilates and stuff. Yeah. People are saying Mike Florio too. Oh, yeah. That's right. Long timer. 
Yeah. We put it all, we put a legal dream team together here. I love it. Right? Good, any any uh, pro basketball guys? I mean, technically, Benetti and, like, is Adam Amin a lawyer? Like, did he just kind of quietly become a lawyer at Valpo while he was there? Might have. Probably. He was an opera singer. Oh, I got something to share with you. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo did an operatic version of Baby Got Back. Cool. Yeah. Now we got to get Adam Amin to do it. Kevin Fishbane's going to join us next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.